0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Box Score Sports, episode 5, presented by On the Dunes. Today, we got a packed show full of NFL, college football, and some segments. So sit back, relax, and let's get it going.
1: What's up guys thanks for tuning in we are back episode five we're gonna start it right off here week three recap nfl the titans pussied out against the cats as the jags take it 20 to 7
0: the cowboys take a break from the desert
1: and go fishing for some dolphins cowboys win 31 to 6 the bills in buffalo run over the tigers in their 21 to 17 win over in cincinnati
0: Roar, Lions, roar. The Lions squeak by with a 27-24 win after a late block field goal against the Philadelphia Eagles.
2: I'm proud to
1: be an American as the Pats defeat the Jets. 30-14.
0: The Midwest (laughs) State celebrate with some Jacoby brisket
1: after grounding the Falcons at home, 27-24. The Vikings made the Raiders walk their own plank. Minnesota takes them, 34-14.
0: Lamar Jackson and the Blackbirds fly into Arrowhead just to get bowed down late by the Kansas City Chiefs
1: and win 33-28. Denver heads to the frozen tundra and gets packed by Green Bay. Wins 2017-27-16.
0: Not Josh Allen throws one, two, three, four touchdowns in the desert to take down the Cardinals, Black Cats 38, Cards 20. The Giants send the Bucks back to the sea
1: with a 32 to 31 victory.
0: Teddy touchdowns hangs on to Donkey Kong
1: Metcalf and Russell Wilson's late game heroics. Saints win 33 to 27. The Texans dodge and weave through the lightning in L.A. as they defeat the Chargers 27-20. Mason Rudolph, the
0: Red-Nosed Reindeer,
1: couldn't hang on with the winless Steelers and lose against the 49ers 24-20. to The other team in L.A. rams through the disappointment that is the Cleveland Browns. Rams win 2013.
0: All right. That's it for week That's three? That's week three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got some stuff to talk about with week three. I mean... Uh, We get some weekly awards first before we get into the Lions game because I have some stuff to say about that. So, uh, you know, we got offensive player, defensive player, MVP, sleeper player, and then once we talk about the top, we got to go dumpster diving. So who you got at offensive player, Brent?
1: Offensive player of the week, I'm going to take the Chargers wide receiver star, Keenan Allen, 13 receptions, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, the
0: dude's been a beast all year. My offensive player of the week is going to be Mark Ingram. He had 103 yards rushing, three touchdowns, and 32 yards receiving to top it off. I mean, he had a hell of a game.
1: Jumping on to the other side of the ball, a defensive player of the week. Mine is Jordan Poyer, safety for the Bills, also husband to my dream wife, oh, Rachel yeah. Bush. Future wife, there, um, huh? <laughs> He had 12 total tackles and a forced fumble against the Bengals. He just performed well. It was fun to watch. Yeah, that's enough said right
0: there. I mean, my defensive player of
1: the week is the sack
0: leader of the league, Shaq Barnett. He had four sacks, six tackles, three QB hits, and two forced fumbles against the Giants uh, on Sunday.
1: Love it, love it. MVP of the week, my boy, Jamal Agnew. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Jamal Agnew with the first kick-receiving touchdown of the year with a solid 100 yards. First lion to return a kick since 2013. Yeah,
0: he had a hell of a run there. I'm happy for him.
1: Uh, My MVP is the one, the only. Daniel Jones,
0: 23-36, <laughs> two touchdowns, 336 yards on top of another 28 yards rushing with two more touchdowns on top of that. Daniel Jones has proven himself to be the next quarterback for the G-Men.
1: Yeah, if you ask me, he he probably parked his car and walked out like a pimp in right. Eli's spot this yeah, yeah, morning of at practice. Game, hell of a game, And my sleeper of the week, you know, it's a guy that you would expect to have these numbers but just hasn't produced so far this season, and that's my guy Mike Evans over in Tampa Bay. With uh, eight receptions, 190 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, dude I've been waiting off. for this guy to do it for quite some time now. And it's funny. I actually just traded him away from my fantasy team, fantasy team for Julio Jones. Yeah, dude went off. Dude went so. off.
0: My sleeper play of the week is Tony Pollard, man. He had 103 yards and a touchdown, adding to Ezekiel Elliott's game. I mean, can't, Cowboys ran all over Dolphins, which was expected. But I didn't expect Tony Pollard to come out and do what he did. So
2: Hell I don't think game anybody did.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, now that we talked about the top, let's go dumpster diving a little bit. Who do you got down there? I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Um, three fumbles, and I think you had something else yeah, to add. Yeah, on top of that, there.
0: on top of their three fumbles, they had seven drop passes and three pass or offensive pass interferences. They just could not hang on to that damn ball for the life of them, which kind of leads us right into the Lions game, if you want to talk about that real quick. Well, let's talk Lions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Lions game, in my opinion— It was the best game we've seen from them so far. The late game was a little scary. I mean, I know when you saw that black field goal, you probably were like, ah, shit, here it goes. But but the Lions hung on, man. And Honestly, when's the last time you saw the Lions hold on to a lead from the second quarter? Basically the first quarter, if you want to ignore that one touchdown all the way through the end of the game. I mean, I think they put on a hell of a game.
1: Uh, defensively, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone on offense really had a stellar game. You know, Stafford just barely Whatever broke Jones 200 yards. Yeah, he did. He had the two, uh, what? He had the, one, touch, one, touch, one yeah. touchdown. One touchdown, and then he had a decent amount of yards. But Stafford himself barely broke 200 yards. You um, know, John Carrion didn't have too many yards. Um, yeah. I know he had a lot of plays. He made, you know, third down, third to first down conversions and the one rushing touchdown. and. Stuff like that. But if you ask me, it was the defense that won this game. I know on top of Philly's mistakes, I think it helped that the defense for Detroit stayed aggressive. Yeah. Um, I definitely saw a little more action out of Trey Flowers this week. It seemed like he had a few yeah, QB uh, pressures. Yeah,
0: he uh, he got his first sack of the year as a Lion, and then Snacks Harrison also got his first sack of the year, which, I mean, kind of leads me into that. Before that game, I, I texted my dad, actually, and was like, look, today's going to be the day that Snacks and Flowers finally make an impact in this game, and they did it. But we lost Mike Daniels in, in return. Mike Daniels is out right now, and Darius Slate might be out for a little while. So,
1: you know, that's a little upsetting. But Well, the question is... Do you take advantage of your opportunity and go get Jalen Ramsey well, now? Well,
0: that's that's a big thing right now. I mean, if you really look at it, they're and one They just lost their cornerback. They're in the mix right now. I mean, it's early, but why not play your cards? Go for Jalen Ramsey. And I think even maybe, maybe contemplating looking at like Melvin Gordon or Kenyon Drake to try to help with that run game. But I don't think that run game has to do much with the running backs as much as it does the offensive line's run block. Uh, they can clearly pass block. They've actually done pretty well. They've only allowed three sacks so far, and I don't think there was a sack in that game. And Philly's defensive pressure is not, not like a push-off defense. So, I mean... I think why not play the play your cards and see what you can get out of those guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I personally, yes, I'm not a fan of the stature that Jalen Ramsey holds himself at. Um, obviously he respects himself as one of the best corners in the league. And I would say he is. He's up there. Um, if you, based on, I saw a PFF uh, pro football focus post the other day saying that his production has almost been cut in half since his rookie season. Okay. Um, based on, you know, the numbers and how consistent he was then, whereas, you know, you look at games like theirs against the Chiefs when Sammy Watkins dusted him more than once, you know, and he wasn't the only person who's done it so far. It's true. We just Um, I feel
0: like we need another solid cover corner on the opposite side of Slay and with Slay being down. I mean, we don't know that there's nothing that came out yet, but there's a chance he could miss two to four weeks. We have that bye, which is nice, but why not try to get a cornerback to go against the chiefs next week? Because that's a tough team to play. And, uh, I mean, I'd be a little nervous about that secondary.
1: Just a little,
2: (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) Actually a lot. I trust, you know,
1: I really like Rashawn Melvin. I think he has the ability to make plays and, um, kudos to Mike Ford, um, coming in and, you know, taking over a little bit there. Um, he had a pretty decent fourth quarter, which is when he came in for slay. Um, I liked him watching preseason games, so it was good to see him come in and do well. And something that actually I didn't completely expect but slightly did was uh, Jared Davis coming in the game and having the impact he did. Yeah, no, I was excited
0: for that. and I, He was a big, big help to have back, I think, Davis. And then once we get a hand back, that defense, I mean, it's continually going to get better, and it's only a matter of time where they're all clicking on all cylinders, hopefully, knowing the lines you never know. But, I mean... They're a scary team. And like I said to you last week off the air, we were were talking, if the Lions can play four quarters, they can beat anybody. So if they can do it next week, I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, that seems to be their problem here and there is we're not a four-quarter team. And if you ask me, it's partially discipline and partially conditioning. Um, I just feel like the team lacks those two things. Yeah. Not as much as other teams, but just as much as to keep them going through four quarters. Right. I don't know if that's a coaching staff thing or it's a, you know, player to player thing. But I feel like it's something that not directly needs to be addressed because they're still playing pretty decent football. Right. I mean, you just beat over 500 team. So. I don't know. I don't I'm not too concerned about what the Lions have to come, but. I mean, like you said, it's a a scary team when they want to be.
0: Yeah. And I mean, before we move off the Lions, I do want to say something to Lions fans. I just want to broadcast this because this is the second week in a row I've had to hear this shit, but on 97-1 today and I keep hearing more negative stuff out of these guys and look I'm a Lions fan too and if you guys want to be negative and pessimistic about everything all the time that's totally fine that's on you but I mean can you just take a win for Christ's sakes honestly I mean I'm so sick of Lions fans coming out here and saying oh pity me pity me like look I get it we've had a lot of bad seasons but it frustrates the hell out of me to see these guys get on the radio every single week and I have to hear these guys talking about, well, the Lions could have did this. Or if, the, if the luck didn't turn in their favor this time, motherfucker, we haven't had luck for 60-something years. If it's going to swing our way every once in a while, I'm going to fucking take it. I'm not going to cry about it. A win's a win in this goddamn league, and if the Lions are undefeated right now, I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be some negative little asshole on the radio and say, you know what? Well, they, they, they could have did this better. could Every team could do something better. So I just wanted to get that off my chest before we moved on.
1: At the end of the day, dude, I mean, the Detroit Lions are undefeated going into week four. No one expected that. I have nothing to complain about at this point. I don't give a shit about how close these games are. They've both been three-point deficits, both of our actual wins. And if you ask me, we should have had a third one. But I just don't understand. You complain about not having a franchise or you complain about having a franchise that can't win. So they come out and win. So you complain about the fact that they didn't win good enough. What the fuck do you want? They can't be happy. You can't make a Detroit Lions fan happy.
0: I made a joke, I think it was two weeks ago, or yeah, it was after the Chargers game. I made a joke to my dad, and I was like, look, man, I feel like we could go to the Super Bowl and win, and win by two, and people would be mad. Like, that's what these Lions fans sound like, and I'm not trying to be a dickhead to people. I'm just saying, like, take a fucking win. Be happy for a goddamn second. Like, it might come, it, it could come crashing down next week. You never know but just be happy in the moment take it one step at a time week by week just like these players say they do just be happy for Christ's sakes i mean you could look like michigan
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i just don't understand you know this league is not judged by how many points a team scores and that's how good they are i mean it's that's not no like right. the fucking giants scored 38 points or 32, 32 points 32 points this week right when's the last time you saw that right Um, So I just think these Detroit Lions fans that call themselves one of the most loyal fan bases need to calm the hell down and respect the fact that their team went out in an away game against a 500 team. In some people's books, the Philadelphia Eagles are the NFC favorites. They were a Super Bowl favorite for Mm -hmm. a minute. I know that. Um, So I don't care how battered they were. I'll take a win. I don't care if it's a one point win, dude. We won the game. The Detroit Lions won the game. I was in a good mood because actually watching the game, they played pretty damn well. Yeah. You know, I I was lucky enough to see the Agnew return live and their defense make us all these great plays. I know I was texting you and a few other people about it while the game was going on. And it was just, I just don't understand how you can watch a team succeed and still complain. Yeah, Just be happy with the win and move
0: on. It doesn't make sense, man.
1: I mean, it doesn't. That's all I got. Right. Yeah. Okay. So moving on,
0: we're going to talk about some quarterbacks. I mean, this week, we had a little bonus episode last week, so let's kind of circle back on that and talk about these new QBs that are stepping in this week. We had six quarterbacks this week have their first games, and some in a few years, some in one year, some just entirely debuts. So we can just run down this list real quick, see any standouts you might have or I have. Um, But I mean, it, it was crazy if you look around the league, how many different quarterbacks are taking over for fairly big names that are popular in this league, so... Up first, I had Daniel Jones, like my MVP for the week. I mean, doing or having four touchdowns, having a day, coming back from what it was an 18, 19 point deficit first time, eighteen, in yeah. damn near fifty years for the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones has clearly proven he proved it all preseason. Everybody laughed at these guys for picking him sixth overall, or yeah, sixth overall, and now he's out there winning games for him. I mean, Tampa's not the greatest team in the world, but they're in Tampa facing adversity and he stepped up and did it and i think he did a hell of a job and he's definitely making new york kind of a threat within the next couple of years
1: yeah i mean i agree i liked watching him you know this game obviously and one thing i did mention in the preseason is i liked the guy a lot of people were telling me i had you know i was being pretty damn optimistic because it's the preseason you know you're not playing starters stuff like that but You can't deny a talent when you see one. You know, whether he throws four touchdowns in a preseason game or rushes for two and throws for two in a regular season game. It's clear the guy's got something. And he may have just got, you know, had a... One of those games, you know what I mean? He might just be another average quarterback and this game just happened to be good. I'm not going to act like Tampa Bay has the greatest defense in the league and he just blew it up. They have a stout defense. They do. I'm not, you know, they definitely have a top 15 defense in the league without question. But for him to come in and all these people obviously were pretty damn tired of Eli. Right. Um, And he comes in and gives people hope, especially with the Saquon injury. He's out for four to six weeks, so that's going to hurt. Yeah but I think if you ask me he's given New York a little bit of hope here
0: yeah for sure I mean I would be excited if I was a Giants fan but I mean we'll see anyways uh, the next quarterback I had oh he won the game by the way I forgot to mention that the next one didn't win uh, we got Mason Rudolph uh, he he went 14 for 27 174 yards two touchdowns and a pick I mean he didn't have a hell of a game but But then again, if you look around their team, they don't have as many weapons as they used to. I mean, they have James Conner and Juju, but James Conner was battling injury a little bit this week, and the Steelers are kind of in shambles right now. Minka Mm -hmm. Fitzpatrick had a hell of a game, though. I should note
1: that. Even though he did get the life of him stiff-armed by uh, (laughs) Kyle whatever the hell that man's last name is, he just got—I think his soul left his body for a minute. (laughs) I mean, he literally— with one hand picked this dude minka fitzpatrick up and slammed him on his back in the other direction that's yeah. a grown-ass man right yeah. there yeah
0: yeah yeah so i mean mason rudolph that i wouldn't like i said last week when we had that half episode bonus episode i we had to see what he did and clearly he couldn't pull it off which i mean again it's one game so it's it's not anything too crazy to react about but yeah i mean
1: we'll see I and, mean, it's nobody anybody was really hyped about you know we've seen mason rudolph before and he just he hasn't really been a name that impresses people ever right um so i wasn't expecting a big debut you know a big debut a big great game you know i kind of expected what we got and i think the steelers got a lot more worried about than their quarterback situation yeah definitely definitely uh the other quarterback i have is the one that or another
0: one that did a pretty hell of a good job is uh, kyle allen uh, he had 261 yards and four touchdowns and won the game. I mean, to go in a, another road game, like uh, those three quarterbacks all had to play on the road for their first game. So for him to come out and do what he did, he had a hell of a game. And I think Carolina should also be excited because they that team has weapons. Like Carolina has a good roster around them. It was just Cam Newton couldn't do shit. So, I mean, between Kyle Allen, if he can keep up that production, and then having McCaffrey too, I mean, DJ Moore, they have a team.
1: Yeah, I mean, they definitely have the weapons, like you mentioned. You did mention Moore and McCaffrey. They still got Olsen, and he's still kicking. You know, I'm not going to say he's getting a little older there, but he's still got, he's very capable. As we saw this week, he had two touchdowns. Right. Um, I'm very curious to see what Allen does, you know, going from a QB and Cam Newton, who's, you know, very mobile, physical guy. Mobile, physical, heavy player. And, you know, you got. Kyle Allen who might be a more pocket right, you know pocket passer. Pocket type. passer. So for sure.
0: We'll see. For sure. Uh, another quarterback, you know, my future Tom Brady, Luke Falk. <laughs> okay, I <think> I, <laughs> had a terrible game. Terrible. Twelve for twenty two. Anybody surprised two interceptions. I don't think anybody's, surprised. Don't think anybody's surprised.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't I, I wasn't being serious. are talking about a third <laughs> stringer, you know. And I if I'm gonna be completely honest, I expected them to trade for someone somewhere, whether it be Ryan Fitzpatrick or who the hell ever. But yeah, I don't know. I hope that I hope for their own sake that they figure something out because the team that I thought was gonna be the better New York team is clearly not is taking a shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. three. So. three. So going back to uh some new quarterbacks that well not new, but they they're getting their first starts with their teams. Uh, you got Teddy Bridgewater who had a pretty good game. I mean me and you talked about that in the half episode too. Uh, we we said they have the best quarterback situation at backup, and I think that proves it. I mean, another road game, Seattle, and Seattle's not an easy place to play, and he comes out and has a hell of a game, 172 yards, pretty accurate, 19-27, to two touchdowns. His special teams helped him out a little bit and his defense, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, there were some offensive woes for the Seahawks, but... Again, another win, another good win for Bridgewater, and I think the Saints actually could still be an NFC contender if he keeps playing the way he's playing.
1: Maybe. I mean, if you ask me, you'd have to kick it up a notch. You know, you well, realize yeah. you got to match the Drew Brees. Um,
2: right.
0: Well, yeah, but uh, Drew Brees still. is going to come back if he can hold yeah. hold the boat until Drew Brees
1: Drew Brees comes back. I mean, there you go. Yeah, he got, he got just over just about half of NFL se- you know an NFL regular season to play though as a starting quarterback. So yeah. He's got to do a little more than that for me.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, last but not least, on another shit team, uh, you got Miami Dolphins with Josh Rosen. He has the weirdest stat line: Uh, eighteen to thirty-nine, two hundred yards. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) No touchdowns, no interceptions, nothing crazy. I never liked Josh Rosen, so I mean, and the Dolphins are just
1: a wreck. So I think at this point they need to just forget about the season. And just look forward to the draft because if you ask me, they're gonna get the most out of the draft.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't I, I don't and know how you more. can be a Dolphins fan right now. That's just upsetting. I, mean. I
1: watched a video on Twitter and this guy had nine Dolphins jerseys and all nine of them were players that either were traded, got signed somewhere else after the end of their contract, or retired and they were like one of the better players and obviously the last two were landry and fitzpatrick yeah i rough. just i felt terrible that's right couldn't imagine yeah that's rough but lions fans are complaining about winning a game yeah that's yeah. okay Yeah, you know, it's just
0: typical stuff so circling back to last week's games that we highlighted for college football week four uh we got auburn auburn beats texas and we had that pick i think me and you both agreed on that yeah, actually i was right on all three of my picks uh, you were not. I was all but the U of M game, actually, because I was trying to be optimistic. There's a difference
1: was... between having faith and facing reality. Yeah, we'll uh, talk. Well, yeah. I faced
0: reality. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn uh, right Georgia right. beat
0: Notre Dame. Uh, fun little thing about that. 94,000 people were in attendance. That was pretty cool. Uh, they beat the Georgia record for most in a stadium. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty big crowd to so beat Notre Dame. the
1: state of Georgia, not the yeah. college. State of Georgia.
0: Yeah. Um, so that means over Atlanta, too. Uh, but yeah. anyways. Let's talk about them.
1: I was right. That's all I got to say. I mean, this team, I don't see any positive. I just don't see it. I'm telling you this team is going to finish under 500, just like I said two weeks ago. Last week, excuse me. I just don't. I didn't see them coming out of the bye week with a positive outcome, and as we can clearly see, that didn't work. I just i have no hope for this team. Yeah. I don't even feel the need to be optimistic and if I'm gonna be completely honest I wasn't even butt hurt when we lost the game because I knew it was gonna happen.
0: I, did, I okay I had a feeling they were gonna lose but mm-hmm. the fact that they started the game what well, were they down 35 350 at one point weren't they something around there Some maybe 3510 I don't remember I honestly tuned out once they started I, they looked like shit and they <laughs> shay Patterson sucks like he's terrible. you got they can't hold on to a ball for shit they're at what 10 fumbles now. 10, I think, yeah, through three games. That's over triple what they had all of last year. Um, And then Dylan McCaffrey literally got his head ripped off. So, like, this team just, what are they going to (laughs) do?
1: Jim Harbaugh is the man you need to be asking that question.
0: Jim Harbaugh is not going to make it through the season if they keep playing like that.
1: No, I found it really funny. I uh, came home the other day and my dad had a cl- ESPN Classic college football game on and it was Tom Brady and the Michigan Wolverines take on the Alabama Crimson Tide and beat them. Yeah. That will never happen again. Yeah,
0: you might as well go back and watch both Schemble- Schembechler days because honestly, the, this is another thing I was kind of talking about the other day. I really think Michigan's one of the most overrated programs in America. And I'm right saying right like, year in and year out. I get it. They're the most winning this program ever. But in my lifetime, they haven't really done anything. That's true. And I'm sick of Like, I'm not going to go in every year and say this is the year for Michigan because I truly don't believe it. Harvard doesn't have any excuses. He's five years into this thing. This is all his guys. He did better with Brady Hoke's players. Now, you're telling me, like, what was it? His first year, 10 of his guys got drafted in the first round or something or 11, uh, something like that. Not in the first round, but in the draft. Yeah. Either way. They're just, they're bad. They're really bad. And Michigan fans should start to realize that now if they haven't already. They're done. That's it. Unless they're running the table, which I don't see happening. I think Michigan State beats them. I think Rutgers might even put up a fight if they're going to play like they did last week.
1: Yeah. I don't see much of the the margin there. I was just talking to um, a buddy of mine, though, the other day. We went and got lunch on Saturday, and I was telling him that He's a state fan. Obviously, I'm a Michigan fan. So, yeah, the conversation was brought up because both games were on at the same time. TV's yeah. right next to each other. And he goes, you think Michigan beat state this year? And I didn't even hesitate. I looked him right in the eye and said, fuck no. No. State's going to And they're going to be at home. Because I think, I mean, we've already seen it. State plays years. better against Michigan every year. Yep. They always do. I don't know why. Brian Lewerke turns into a. You know, Big Ten all year, whatever right. the hell you want to call it, he is—he just turns into the greatest quarterback in the college football right now. Um, It's—I don't have any hope for Michigan right now. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, that's—that's that's all I got.
0: All right, well, I do have something that might spark some hope in <laughs> Michigan fans, or turn over in their graves if they're dead. <laughs> uh, the spun comes out. Well, actually, not even the spun. That's where I'm reading it from. But Vegas comes out. And uh, they put on the odds to who will take over Michigan's program if Harbaugh leaves in the 2020 season. Now, you look down the list and you see some normal guys that you would expect, Uh, but there is one name on there that I found pretty interesting, and according to Vegas, he's the fifth odds-on favorite to take this job. Who would you think it is? Just take a guess.
1: If it's any Michigan State or Ohio State piece of shit.
0: Oh, it is. (laughs) It is. It is. Urban Meyer is the fifth favorite to coach Michigan next year. Do you see this happen? Like, this is a rumor. Like, if this wouldn't be included if Vegas doesn't see it happen, Vegas usually gets
1: things right. Here's the way I look at this, okay? Let me break this down for you. Urban Meyer's a smart guy. Yeah. He's had a successful career. Yeah. I don't care how much you're paying me as a successful college football coach, I am not going to go to a program that I could wipe my ass with.
0: In his eyes, in your perspective? In his eyes, yes. If I am
1: Urban Meyer, I'm not going to a program that I can wipe my ass with, no matter how much money they're paying me.
0: Yeah. I think Michigan hates Urban Meyer. So the fact that he's even... It's weird, though, because there's got to be something. Usually when there's smoke, there's fire. There's had to be some talks. I mean, he's the odds-on favorite for USC next year, and that's really where I see him landing, but... I don't know, man. I mean, Urban Meyer, at the same time, Urban Meyer is one probably one of the greatest coaches in college football, but at the same time, he's one of the dirtiest, in my opinion. I don't really want that heat at Michigan, but if it means winning or contending for a national championship... I'm good. Michigan fans right now, they might as well put their pride away and fucking swallow it because if Urban Meyer can come in and win it...
1: I'm good. You're good? I'm great. All right, man. Yeah, this,
0: that's on you then. I'll <laughs> no, just, I'll I take another. I wouldn't like it, but at the same time. I'll take time, another
1: under 500 season over that.
0: Really? Yep. You would take an under 500 season yeah, over because winning... if I'm going to
1: be completely honest, I'm probably moving out of state in the next year, so I'm going to just go root for whatever college I move to. <laughs> Simple as that. There you go. There you go. All right.
0: All right, let's hop into some segments, Brad.
1: What do you got? I got the chirp alert. Chirp alert. Antonio Brown, the talk of the m- year at this rate. I don't rate. Want to waste
0: my breath on that fucking idiot.
1: This fucking guy. Okay. Not to mention he re, uh, re-enrolled at Central Michigan University in online classes yeah. uh, this past week. Yeah. Fire yesterday. up chips. Yeah. Fire up chips indeed. As a, I don't know, would I call myself an alumni? No, you didn't. No. No. You'd, yeah, I was there. Former for a student, year, a former student. Okay. Um. I remember my friend who goes there texted me, Facetimed me, Snapchat was shitting his pants talking about what, what? What are the odds I'm in a lecture with Antonio Brown? And I said, None. None. He's <laughs> taking online classes. You fucking idiot. So first one here. Uh, Antonio Brown ripped into the New England New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft really? for his charges of soliciting prostitution. Mm-hmm. Um. He tweeted a picture with. I actually don't know who. Wait,
0: Antonio Brown tweeted that?
1: You're kidding. And he tweeted, "Craft got caught in the parlor. A B speculations fired different strokes, different folks. Clearly." So that was a shot at Robert Kraft. I don't know who this girl is in the picture on Twitter here. I'm not sure either. I don't know. Um, on to the next one. He then took a shot at his ex QB, Ben Roethlisberger. That's expected. Um, screenshotted the headline for the sexual assault charges against Big Ben back in 09 and 2010. Um, Four games for Big Ben. Crazy world. I'm done with it. And then takes a shot, 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 Jesus, at Shannon Sharp,
2: yep.
1: um, who was accused of sexual assault in 2010 as well. And he sent the picture of the headline of that as well, saying Shannon Sharp, the funny guy on TV, even after this. So clearly the man's upset. He's in a midlife crisis. You know, he's going back to a university that I guarantee half of the country doesn't know who they are. Um, he's not in a, on an NFL roster. I don't think anybody would have predicted that in the, pre, you know, coming yeah. into the season. I mean, the guy's got some shit he's got to work on. There's some shit that needs to be taken care of. I'm going to be honest
0: with you. I don't want to waste my breath on that clown. I mean, I just, I really think, He's put himself in a hole and those tweets to me sound like just deflection, deflection, deflection. I mean, I I would feel bad if something comes out and says something's wrong with his head because I honestly believe there is something wrong with him at this point. I mean, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was hits in the game. I don't know if it was Vontez Perfect. I don't know if it was drugs. I don't know what it is, but the dude's clearly got some issues. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you if I'm you just, ask
1: me, this guy's not gonna play in the 2020 season. Well,
0: hopefully, he can just enroll this shit, and this is the last time I hear about him for at least a year. Next year, go for it. Try to make a redemption tour. But right now, I'm so sick of hearing this dude's name every week. I'm just tired of it. I think most of the world is.
1: Yeah, that's all I got for chirp alert. That's plenty. All right, what's the next segment you got there? Now we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna slow down we're going to get in touch with our feelings for sports therapy That's okay sports therapy it is where fans exempt their feelings on social media oh. similar to trip Alert, but not okay so we have here it has been seen often as people can see on twitter a civilian of the city of philadelphia came on scene to a fire in a building where there were babies in the building he mentions that the children were being thrown out of the building and caught
2: unlike Nelson Aguilar. Now Nelson Aguilar
1: humbly responds saying, I left plays out there that I know I could have made and will make going forward. Tough loss that hurts a lot because I know how hard we played. I will be better and as a team, we will be better moving forward. That is all for sports therapy.
2: You were way better at than,
1: than you expected. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Ju- I couldn't give you no previews. I had to just let it naturally happen because I feel, I had a feeling. And if I'm going to be honest, I kind of winged it. It just kind of happened. So Jeez. that's your sports therapy, folks. All right, let's go into uh, some week, uh, the
0: next week's preview uh, for NFL and college football. Um, do you want to start with college football or do you want to start with NFL? I'll start
1: with the National Football League.
0: You want to start with National Football League. So we're going to do the same thing as last week. We're going to run through our picks. Uh, This time I might put some music in the background spice it up a little bit. Okay. So we're just going to run through game to game. Make our pick. Comment if you want. But uh, first game of the week, Eagles-Packers. What do you got Thursday night? I think Philly bounces back. Really?
1: I'm taking Philly.
0: i love that because I want Philly to win, but I'm going to take the Packers. They just seem too tough. Uh, Redskins and Giants. Daniel Jones? Part two. You think so? I do. I'm going to take the G-Men as well. Now, uh... This one hits home a little bit. We got the Chiefs, and you're Patrick Mahomes boy, at home or at Eddie, Detroit. Eddie now, before you make your pick, the Chiefs are 0 4 against the spread and straight up the last two years against NFC teams when they're away.
1: If that changes your mind at all, let me know. Who do you got? You want it, You want to know my opinion? What's up? Next week they're going to be 1 and 4. Who's that? The Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be. They're going to be and one in four in the category. Oh, oh you just I see. Mentioned. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I I don't know how you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs and tell me that the Detroit fucking Lions are going to shut that arsenal down. Yeah, you can't. Sorry. But then again, again. I, I don't see. Try the, again. <laughs> I don't see the Chiefs
0: going undefeated this year. So they might be right. They may not go undefeated, maybe. but they're not fucking no, losing yeah, to Detroit. Right. I, I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Chiefs there. But I think it might be a closer game than what we expect. Anyways, moving on. Tennessee
1: Atlanta? at the Falcons. Uh, I'm going to th-
0: say that the Falcons bounce back this week and go 2 and 2.
1: I say it's a close one, but yes, Atlanta takes it for me. Let's um, just hit the same fee.
0: Back and forth, back and forth right now. Anyways, uh, you got the Browns and Baker Mayfield going to the Ravens.
1: Uh, that's an easy pick for me,
0: I think. Who
1: do you got? If you ask me, the Browns, stay Brown. <laughs> Shit, and oh, okay. uh, Ravens take
0: like, it I thought you were picking the Browns there, I'm going Ravens as well uh, We got the Raiders at the Colts Again, another easy one for me, I'm going to take the Colts I am as well Alright, Patriots at Bills, who you got? Both three, you know Brady Brady. Brady Brady You know what? I'm going to go with the Bills here I don't know why, I just have a feeling I have a feeling taking Brady, Even, you, know what's funny? you know what's funny, I picked the Patriots To go undefeated this year too, but I'm going to be against What I said a couple weeks ago, I'm taking the Bills Okay, Kyle Allen and the Black Cats going to Houston Texans who you got I'm taking the Carolina Panthers you're taking the Panthers I'm going to take the Texans at home there Uh, okay let's just scroll right past this one we have the Chargers at the Dolphins Chargers yep Chargers Uh, Buccaneers at the Rams LA by an eyelash by an eyelash. I'm gonna I take, it's a close I'm going to take LA as well there, but I like the Bucs in that one. Seattle at Arizona. Does Kyler Murray get his first one? The Battle of the Birds. Seattle takes it. Seattle takes it for me as well. Now we got an NFC North here. Uh, Vikings at the Bears. Skull. Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings too. I just think the Bears offense still sucks, even though they look good tonight. Uh, Jaguars at the Broncos. Who you got? i taking the Jaguars Is that a Jaguar? I'm taking yeah. the Broncos there I think Flacco no. gets it at home uh, no. You got Sunday night game The Dallas Cowboys Against the New Orleans Saints
1: I'm taking the Cowboys In this showdown
0: <laughs> I'm taking the Cowboys as well We got the Bengals At Steelers I'm gonna go with the, the Bengals here In
1: division game I'm taking Cincy as well yeah. Steelers are just the shit
0: yeah, the Steelers are looking rough.
1: I think uh, they're going towards that bold ass prediction I had last week. But
0: hey, you know what? Anyways, do we have a bold ass prediction this week? Do you have anything?
1: I got no, nothing, no? nothing out of the ordinary. I do not. Yeah, I don't I stick think with I have what I, said last I mean, week.
0: I kind of have one, but I'm going to hold off on that until next week and see how it goes. But, anyways, uh, let's move on to some sports or let's college football highlights we have. Uh, do you have any games you're looking out for this coming week in college football? Um,.
1: I am curious to see how Penn State plays against Maryland in her Big Ten matchup. Yeah, that
0: was when we were talking about being excited for last They are both pretty
1: high-scoring teams in their past games for the most part. Um, it looks like Penn State has looked a little they looked rough a little iffy against Pitt. recently, so we'll see how they do. I'm very curious to see how that one turns out. I am also looking out for yet another Big 10 inner inter-matchup with Wisconsin and Northwestern. Um, not expecting much of a close game there. Clearly, Northwestern was beat by Michigan State 31-10 this yeah, And they're week. going to Camp Randall. They're going to get fucked up. Yep, so I expect Jonathan Taylor and the Wisconsin Badgers to have a heyday.
0: I got another high-scoring game of mine, uh, Texas Tech at Oklahoma. I think that game could be just – I think those are both air raid offenses. I think it uh, could turn into a shootout, but Oklahoma's going to get past in that one with Jalen Hurts.
1: And a third Big Ten matchup, Michigan and Rutgers. I'm just waiting to see if Michigan can actually beat this team, maybe. (laughs) Dude, how
0: embarrassing would that be?
1: I will burn all of my Michigan gear. I mean, you're talking like Appalachian State levels
0: of defeat,
1: if that happened. Yep. Um, But something for personal interest here. Got a, a Mac matchup. Oh. The rivalry of them all, CMU versus WMU. at WMU it's going
0: to be a hell of a weekend over there oh yeah is that college game day
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Um, what day are they playing are they playing Tuesday or are going to get some action Saturday oh they play on Saturday Saturday at noon damn so I just want to see my chips take take another victory for the third year in a row against the Broncos oh yeah Oh yeah. Uh there's only two top 25 matchups to look out for. You got Virginia
0: and Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to win that one and then USC at Washington over on the West Coast. Um that's actually at 3:30. That's interesting. But uh what do you got there? Any, got what are a you fourth Big 10 matchup. Oh, another Big 10
1: matchup. Jeez Michigan Christ. State Indiana.
0: I'm not even looking forward to I'm not going to gonna that,
1: lie. Man. I am curious to see what happens there cuz I know Indiana didn't do terrible last week. Yeah. But um we'll see. Do you think Michigan stays in the
0: top twenty-five after next week?
2: Oh. I mean, does it take a
1: loss or does it just take a close game? So here's what I here's what I think. Um, I obviously I think we take Rutgers. God help us all if we don't. But I think we take Rutgers, but not by much. What, why not, why but my much? thing Christ. is really that bad. all the other teams, because we're 20 right yeah, now, 20, yeah. we're only five away. So I think that there are just the other five teams below us. Four Michigan teams, State me, being one of those, Below past us, and we're either 25th or we're not in. The, we're not ranked. You, you think the they two. might be falling out of the top 25 next week? Eh, I think so.
0: I could see that. I mean, you you got USC behind you, or I'm sorry, not USC. Yeah, you do. USC, UCF, Michigan State, Kansas State. Uh, Texas AM. I mean, UCF. those are all pretty tough teams to. Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. Let's get my the top 10 matchup. What, what the hell are you have? Or is that six? Wait, Eastern, Western's not playing Western or Central? Eastern's playing Central.
1: Uh, no, it's week five. Oh, am I scrolling? Week five, Central oh, that's October. Western. You yeah, fucking you're right. Goofy? My bad. I'm going to the next month. Okay, so I'm gonna continue with it was either fifth or sixth Big Ten matchup, Ohio State, Nebraska. I don't know why. I just feel like there's too many Big Ten matchups to not mention them at this point. What's well, Big sense or Big Ten season? I guess so. So uh Ohio State, Justin Fields kicks their ass.
0: Yeah. I mean there's that like I said, there's not <laughs> that many big Big games that I'm like, oh, my God, these are I will are tell you now, though,
1: um, Washington State had quite the show out with UCLA this past week. Yeah. I know it was a 130-point game. Yeah, that's insane. So if you ask me, the Washington State-Utah game should be one to keep your eyes on just because Washington State's ability to throw up 63 points shows that they could possibly have a chance against a top, 20, against a top 25 team.
0: Yeah, Washington State would probably get right back into the top 25, but... We'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I got for college football next week. I mean, there's quite a few games, but I'm not going to be watching them on Saturday, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it for that. Do you have anything else you want to add to this beautiful show here, Brad? Anything else?
2: Just No.
0: No, nothing? Nothing? All right, well, uh, everybody enjoy your week. You know, watch some football. <laughs>
1: And listen to Box Score Sports. Yeah, and listen. You, and I swear to fuck, if you don't spread my damn podcast, we're gonna have some issues. I know who you are. It tells me who you are. I know who you are. Repost it, please. We don't need it, please. The audience. Oh, please, yep. no. Listen, we're we're broke. Please, we need the streams. Okay, just just help me out.
0: And all you fucking Lion hater fans out there, if Kansas City loses next week to the Lions and you guys are still bitching and moaning on Monday, I'm going to beat all your fucking asses. Anyways, have a good day, guys. That was aggressive. Yeah, sorry.